You're listening to a Big Finish production, above and beyond. I love it when a bloke quickly turns off a video call when I walk in the room. Anyone I should know? Chief Superintendent Basu, just checking in. <laughs> and then they pretend it was a work colleague. I've seen it all before. Yeah, glad to see your time away has matured you, Kenzie. <laughs> As if you'd want it any other way. This is the Big Finish podcast released on the 11th of November 2018. Do you know what day that is, Nick? Do you know what day that is? That's my ruddy birthday, 11th of November 2018. Is it really? It I is. didn't know that. Well, I wasn't oh. born in 2018. I was born in 1991, which means <laughs> I have feels the best. That way. I have a very easy date of birth. I just go one, 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 one. One nine nine one. Look at that, nice and easy. Wow! So you were born on Armistice Day. I certainly was. Yeah. So it's always uh, sort of uh, a sort of special thing in my heart. You know, I always think mm. about it. It's very significant. But um, yes. Anyway, enough of the Benji's birthday podcast. Welcome <coughs> to our special Big Finish Day road trip podcast. I'm Benji Clifford. As if you didn't know. And I'm Nick Briggs. In a moment, the Big Finish News. Then that'll be followed by the first and utterly fascinating instalment <laughs> of Nick and I making our way to Derby for last yes. week's Big Finish Day convention. Yes, Other yes. instalments will pop up throughout this year podcast. So, oh, I like that. So, uh, if you had a chat with me on the day last Saturday in Derby, then you'll very likely uh, hear yourself in this very podcast. Mm. Oh. Yes, it's going to be a truly riveting fly-on-the-wall thing. Or is it you decide? Well, later on, we have a special <laughs> podcast interview with Yasmin Bannerman and Travis Oliver, who play Roz and Chris, uh, companions to the second Doctor in our brand new Seventh the Doctor. Seventh Doctor, I think you'll find. What did I, did I say the second you, Doctor? You did. No! Seventh Doctor, sorry. Oh, my giddy aunt. Oh, my giddy aunt. I don't know why I said that and just can't read today. There's Seventh Doctor in our brand new Seventh Doctor New Adventures release out this week. There we go. Bam, bing, then, bong, boom. Bing, bang, boom. Then, in a special centenary armistice, day randomoid selectatron feature we distort the selectatron to our historic purpose <laughs> to tell you about some releases set around the time of the first world war all these releases will be offered with a special 25% discount if you use the code BARKUP but more details on that later and after wrapping up our Big Finish Day convention road trip report, we'll be wrapping up our last competition and, you guessed it, unwrapping a new one. Oh. That's before drama teasing you with the first 15 minutes of this month's Star Cops release, Mother Earth Part 2. That's right, an episode I think it's called Dead and Buried by Guy Adams. Oh. It's a packed podcast, but first, here's the news. Just time to tell you about this week's releases. Ooh, yeah. And this is for you, Roddy McDougall. Uh, from the Doctor Who main monthly range of adventures, the Seventh Doctor encounters his old sparring partner, Klein, in Warlock's Cross by Steve Lyons. Here's the trailer. Open skies! Open skies! Open skies! No secret prisons! Dr. Elizabeth Klein to see Colonel McKenna. I'm expected. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Becoming a familiar face around here, Dr. Klein. Doctor Who. Warlock's Cross. Excuse me, gentlemen. 
Is this the way to the Cascade of Crystal Tears on Archimedes 4 Kappa Chevron? I'll take that as a no. Colonel, that isn't necessary. Elizabeth! Long time no see. I know you. Don't I know you? It's you, isn't it? You're the doctor. <laughs> I fail to see the humour in this situation for either of us. So long. So long restraint. I don't know what your game is, Doctor, but I don't have time to play it. Last time we met was... You'll have to excuse me, but when was it? Seven years ago. Seven years, three months, and 19 days. We're going back to Warlock's Cross. Big Finish. We love stories. Oh, you can't trust stories. Stories alter with every new telling. Doctor Who, The Early Adventures Entanglement by Robert Kahn and Tom Zielinski, starring Maureen O'Brien and Peter Purvis. Uh, and humanity's future is under threat in 1930s Cambridge. Here is a trailer. Cambridge is full of eccentrics. We're on Earth then, Doctor. Sometime in the 20th century? The 1930s. <laughs> a fascinating time. And just as well as we're stuck here for now. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, The Early Adventures, Entanglement. When most people call me the Doctor, I'm a visiting lecturer from uh, uh, King's Lynn. Uh, surely you were informed of my arrival? People vanishing, unexplained anger. Doctor, something very strange is going on here. We are all proctors. Doctor, what's happening? Alien technology? Yes, my boy. I'm sure of it. I think I've been here a very long time. Where am I? What's going on? Release the professor. Proctors of Sidgwick, I summon you. This is all part of some scheme. Precisely what? I can't be sure, but I'm certain it is of nefarious intent. Doctor, whatever you're thinking of doing, do it fast. You mean... we're in heaven? Big finish. We love stories. We're dead, and this is heaven. And finally, The Seventh Doctor New Adventures with Sylvester McCoy, starring alongside Yasmin Bannerman and Travis Oliver, both interviewed later in this podcast. Whatever a podcast is. It's like a, not a negative podcast, it's a podcast. <laughs> anyway, no, uh, that will also be out this week. The Seventh Doctor. Here's a bit of a tease for it, a bit of a clip. Oh, could you please take that light out of my eyes? I want the truth. I've been telling you the truth. We picked up a distress signal. It was coming from the top of the mountain. Suddenly, we were set upon by the keepers. So, so where is your craft, 
How does it operate? <laughs> Answer me. Maybe if you try to treat him instead of interrogating him. Shut up, Green. I'll consider it if you take these cuffs off. Must be something about that release. Every time we, we come across it in a paragraph, somebody says something wrong. <laughs> yes. Who would have thought today? Anyway, well, we must get on. So that really is the end of the news. Only for this week. I mean, it's coming back. I mean, news always comes back. If there was no always. news, that itself would be worthy of being news, wouldn't it? You know, it just, that's, that's just, oh, oh, come on, Nick, carry on with it. Time to join our Big Finish Day road trip. Last weekend saw the first Big Finish Day convention for ages. Is it two, three years? About two or three years, yeah, probably about... About two yeah. or three, yeah. Was it two or three, though? Uh, it would have been... Yeah. Okay, so I... I think about three mm. years. Three years? I think so. Feels like three years. Let's have a Big Finish Day. But, you know... I just have know. a little Big Finish Day... Yes. Slough. That was the yeah. old one. And yes. that would be Big Finish Day 8 was the last one, wasn't it? Was so it? Yeah. that would have been uh, 16th of January 2016. So two, th- yeah, two-ish, three-ish years. Nearly three years. Yeah. Anyway, I, so ben, Benji and I made a, a special trip to Derby with a van load of CDs. <laughs> Sounds a bit dodged, doesn't it? And uh, a merry time was had by all. Here we go. And here is Mr. Nicholas Briggs as he goes through the door. Mr. Briggs, how are you today? Yes, I'm good. I've just emptied the bins and uh, this this is my life. You this know, that's well. what I do. We'll be setting off soon to uh, Maidenhead to pick up the stock from the Big Finish office. Fantastic stuff there. Yeah, and I, if you just let me put the... Um, Certainly, the, sir. The recycling bag back in the kitchen. Marvellous, sir. You head that way and I'll head this. <laughs> joke is that there's no van and we're just going to walk all the way we are oh yeah it's fine we've got our cases in case we want to sit down there it is look at this what a class act this is yeah this is a brand new van delivered this morning wasn't it yeah but also apparently yeah it was delivered to the uh, rental company this morning it's literally brand new do you think they just say that in case we any dirt comes back and they can say right got a bit of grit on there yeah probably Opening the side door. So this is the Citroen Berlingo, oh. sir. What do you think of the Citroen Berlingo? So lovely. Look at that. Lovely. It's lovely. Berlingo, not Berlingo. Berlingo. Well, this is where we're staying, isn't it? We're we're sleeping in the back of a Berlingo. No, we're not. We're Please highly. Don't put your case in, sir. Oh, I suppose we better put it. It's on wheels. Don't put it on wheels. So it'd be easier to put it down. Mm. Like that. We'll put our rucksacks in the front, can't we? Yeah, the rocky sacks. Please enter the car, sir. Andrew oh. Sachs. Hold on. Um, Hold on. I have not mastered the. Uh, look at that. The it gets really So. That. That's the sound of the locks. We're in. Look at this. to know how to lock Look this at that one. clean carpet in there. How do I lock that? Um, it's locked, isn't it? It's locked in place. No, it isn't. But it'll be. If you lock the car, it'll be locked. Because this door's open, that's open, isn't it? No, they're separate lock things. Would it be? That's what I was pressing. I think Ooh. it's. I'll get in. Anyway. Yeah, it'll be all right. <sighs> halfway down, you know, a terrorist gets in. <laughs> which is clearly what's going to happen. Right. right. Is there room for me to put my bag there? There certainly is, yeah, certainly. Oh, you can put it in the middle if you're so inclined. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. The original, you might say. 
uh, just so you know, we're, we're on our way to the Big Finish warehouse. And when I say on our way, Benji, what does that involve? Well, that involves sitting by Goldsmiths University in traffic um, and pootling along at probably about zero miles it's per definitely zero hour, at the moment yeah. due to the red light directly in front it's, of us. It's not, it's not great, is it? It's not a, a, a life-changing uh, journey so far. How long does it? it say it's going to take to get to the warehouse? So it says on here it's going to take one hour and six minutes to get to the warehouse because we've got to go to Maidenhead first in order to pick up the stock for everybody that comes to Big Finish Day. All your CDs and goodies and stuff will be in the back of this van. And then we will... Uh, 360 round and head towards Derby. So it's going to be a bit of a, a mammoth journey. If any of the, your favourite CDs are missing uh, on Big Finish Day, that was because um, Benji and I had to put our cases in the back. Yes, it's, we had <laughs> so to the, sacrifice certain elements. So what, the light at the end is not there? No, I'm afraid uh, I had to bring my pyjamas. <laughs> This is so slow, isn't it? This is very, very slow, but at the same time, you know, at least it's good scenery. Do you drive, by the way? You do, do you? I don't, no, you don't I don't drive, drive. no, no. That's just as well, well, you're not driving then. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a driver. I, uh, I, was, I wasn't thinking of getting you to drive because of your age, it would mean the insurance would be twice be as mental, expensive. Yeah, it would be a lot of money. When you're an old fart like me, you know, no, the, the insurance companies pay you. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't. I don't drive. I, I, I did do a bit of learning in that, but um, I just I just thought, do I need to drive when I work from home? For a start, you know, the studio's at home. Do I need to drive? Yeah. Well, where am I going to go? The only place I go is to the shops or to the pub, and one of them involves not driving, and the other involves walking, which is the rare thing when you work at home is that you need to do. Yeah. So actually, I thought it's not really necessary. That I haven't got any drive space anyway. Well, I'm not a fan of the internal combustion engine. Is that um, that's an advert there for your favourite computer game, isn't it? Wait, wait, I can't even see it. I'm looking at there, just there on the bus. Thing. Oh, on Red. the bus. Yes, it is. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption. Oh, so good. So good. Benji, as a young person, spends all his spare time doing. So good, though. So good. So there we are. We'll we'll leave you now while uh, we uh, cruise at approximately four miles an hour through New Cross. Just going past New Cross Gate Station. Sure, give us a wave. <laughs> We've just come from the warehouse where we have packed the van uh, to the brim. Yeah, it was. It was so uh, such an involved and stressful event that we forgot to record any of it. It was, wasn't <laughs> where it? Cheryl at the warehouse was uh, uh, supervising, uh, trying to get. You know, I'd asked for there to be slightly less stock this time, but uh, I that request really didn't uh, solidify into anything <laughs> so because basically you've all asked for all sorts of interesting stuff to buy and so we've had to abandon the stands haven't we that's that's the headline story here yeah the stands the cd stands or cd racks yeah. as they're affectionately known by cd enthusiasts <laughs> um have been left behind uh, in maidenhead because we've decided to take more cds instead so which is to be honest for something for big finish day I'd say that's okay that's probably yeah, a, yeah, a good thing it's all about that isn't it and then we were warned by Alison from the warehouse that uh, oh yeah there's the suspension on the on your van is it but it's absolutely fine and we're just going along the M40 on a, on a quite sort of bright sunny day it's a lovely day isn't yeah. it actually quite breezy it's um, a breeze my friend and uh, fingers crossed you shouldn't say this should you the traffic's going to be fine <laughs> well we've got just well, under two hours on our 
time on our sat nav to, yeah, to we get there. So, so who knows, quite frankly, uh, how it will go. But it's good fun. We're listening to a bit of funky music, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. A bit of library music, a bit of Quatermass in the Pit, a bit of Billion Dollar Brain. Yes, that's how sad we are. That's how sad we are. But hey ho, silver lining. I must say, this behind the scenes glimpse at our road trip is amazing, Benji. Well, it's, it's very interesting, <laughs> isn't it? So, it's about the most interesting thing that anyone could ever listen to. Just think of all these people with far more interesting lives and more interesting things going on right now. And now overtaking now, someone. Oh, here we go. It's getting very exciting We're, now. In, we're in, the, uh, in the middle lane now. The middle lane, ladies and gentlemen, okay. as oh, we pass uh, a Volkswagen... Oh, that. Uh, oh, that. I thought... <laughs> That looks like a fire engine. But is it though? It looks I like think, it's got two. I think it is a fire engine. It. It's a sort of. Uh, it's Oxfordshire Fire and Rescue. It is a Volvo. Oh, Volvo oh, fire engine. Just in case. Just in case uh, oh, the battleships arrive. The uh, sat nav telling me to keep right. We're passing all metal services limited there. Uh, yeah, going past Oxford and Cheltenham. Yeah, I do. Not going to Banbury and Birmingham, or uh, I can't remember where it was now. I passed it. Right at Cockhorse to Banbury Cross. No, that's uh, anyway. Services at one and a third mile. Should we go there and have a, yeah, have a cup little, of some cup of something? It'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. Sort of, you know, just, just sort of cup of uh, yeah, sort of rubbish. You know, I just yeah, sort of yeah, just get into the inside lane. You know, just sort of take the exit when you're ready, Nick. Yeah. Right. So we'll we'll check in at the nearest. Um, next point I suppose of this yeah, voyage. See what the services are like, we'll let you know. Yes. We're, we're, we're just leaving the, uh, the, the services, the motorway services. Yeah, we're going outside in. Coffee and some ginger biscuits. You had a vegan wrap. I had a vegan wrap, yeah. I was Still wearing it. Sweet, <laughs> it was sweet, sweet potato and a load of vegetables I guess and falafel. Quite a, a civilised uh, motorway services compared it's, to many. It's very good and then I my sunglasses broke in the big finished warehouse. Um, the, the screw fell out spontaneously, spontaneously combusted. Cheryl offered to stick them back together. Yeah, but I didn't want to. Put, I don't like putting people to inconvenience. Which, ironically, um, I just we just went into W H Smith in the um, in the services to see if they sold sunglasses. To which the woman said, "Oh, we got them in the back," and she went out with a massive box, came back with this box, and it was just full of like ladies' sunglasses, um, with one pair of men's skiing sunglasses, um, and. I sort of politely had to sort of say, oh, don't think so. Is this some kind of gender dysphasia? I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means, but I just, just don't want to wear ladies' sunglasses, really. You said you don't want to look like you were going skiing. Well, I didn't want to look like I was going skiing, you know, because <laughs> I'm going to Derby, and last time I checked, Derby isn't the ski alpine resort. I wish it was. Oh, well, it's changed, I've heard, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, we're staying at the lodge. <laughs> Yeah, Hank's going to show us the ropes on the skis. So there we are, as we're heading back towards the van to continue our journey. Should be about another two hours. Yeah. Jamie Anderson said he'll be there at four, which will be about the same time as us. Well, is he coming for the meal? Um, yeah, I imagine so. Marvellous. And uh, so he can help us unpack. Yeah, well, that's nice. On his own. Do you know where the van is? <laughs> I was just thinking this. I was thinking... Oh, there it is. I've spotted oh, you. Yes, there we go. Europe oh, car, aren't we? That's right. It's chaos in this car park, isn't Yeah, it? it's going to take us about half an hour to get out of the car park. It's an enormous car park. Yeah. It's an enormous motorway services, to be quite frank. It is very big. Like Frank Big of bigservicestations.com. Right. 
off we trot see you later and there'll be more from our road trip extravaganza later <laughs> but now uh, as a tasty supplement to our seventh doctor new adventures released this week here are yasmin bannerman and travis oliver oh, chatting yes. to director scott hancock about life as the doctor's companions Roz and chris Hello, I'm Scott Hancock. Welcome to this special little bit of the Big Finish podcast. I am joined this afternoon by the lovely... Yasmin Bannerman. And the equally lovely... Travis Oliver. Back for more Doctor Who adventures as Chris and Roz. Welcome back. Hooray! (laughs) Don't sound too excited. (laughs) Um, Lovely. It's the end of the day, darling. It is the end of the day. First day, how does it feel to be back? I was going to let you go first. Yeah, That's all that pause was. It's wonderful, and it's really, really happy making to be back in the booths, being silly and 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 doing this stuff. It's just it's a real laugh. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Yes, <laughs> you me. I'm terrible at these things. I I don't do talking unless it's scripted. <laughs> Glad you followed that with unless it's scripted. I, I literally had to look over to her booth. I don't do just... talking. So in this next audio story... <laughs> I actually don't... I don't, I don't exist outside of this character. No. <laughs> when you no. don't see me, I'm not actually there. <laughs> but, uh, well, you enjoyed my surname, which I feel like brought a, a <laughs> I'm bit so of... sorry. Do you know what it was? I wasn't actually... I didn't start laughing because of your surname. I started laughing because I fluffed. And only when I fluffed and fell on it did I realise what I tripped over. You had to say so, fluffed. Yeah. Anyway, you, you tripped over my handcock. Yeah. We'll have no fluffing of a handcock here. <laughs> no, it's great to be back. I love it. I, I love it. And I, I haven't been to the studio for quite a while. And, um, of yeah. course, you've been doing all the Blake 7 stuff with I've John Ainsworth. Yeah. Yes, I have. I have. Which has been a, lots and lots of fun. But it's nice to be back. I yeah, think. not as much fun as this is what you're basically saying. No, I, I, I couldn't possibly say, <laughs> darling. She's nodding. She's nodding. <laughs> um, well, Nick has sent me some questions, as yes. he frequently does. Um, thankfully, they relate to this podcast. So he's asked me to ask you both how, uh, how, how you met him. I think it was about, um, I think it's about uh, 40 years ago. Um, <laughs> I think, what's the first big Finnish thing? I think I met Nick on, I did The Bride of Peladon. Oh, I think oh, that, that was, was my back. first, yeah, that's vintage, that is. That's really long time ago, and I, I'm, I'm terrified to even count out how many years that was. That was with was. Peter Davison, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Um, and Philida Law and mm. Jenny Agatha. So that was many, many moons ago. And that's when I met Nick. I'm sure that, yes, that's my was my very first one. Bloody and Travis. Uh, mine must have been um, Original Sin. Oh, really? Um, you didn't meet him until I don't think quite so. late in the day. Yeah. Yeah, because I've, yeah, the Chris, the Chris Quedge episodes things, they've only been around, I mean, looking at six years maybe. Is it six years? I think it's something like that. Oh my god! I think it, I, I I think it's slightly less. I think it's 2015. So you maybe recorded 2014. So oh, so maybe recorded okay, four so four, or five years, years, four years. Yeah, no, I yeah. Still, it just it seems like a while back. I guess I've I've had quite decent gaps between. Yeah. So it almost uh, exacerbates the sense of time that's yeah. passed between them. Yeah. And how long it's been, but yeah, no, that probably makes sense. Yeah, 2014 for that recording. Oh, wow. You've both sort of been connected to the big Finnish world for even longer than that, because obviously, Yasmin, you were in the first series with Christopher Eccleston, and then, yeah. Travis, you were in series three with uh, David and Freema. Uh, yes, yes. So how has the sort of Doctor Who world influenced your 
wider life do you do you do many conventions and things oh my goodness um not I, I think the last one i went to was with you wasn't it chris yes didn't we do one it together? was it was Roz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we did we did <laughs> i'm glad you picked up on that yeah no i i, I just become him it's amazing i just gonna... got into character yeah it's just right there what um yeah say? you um, you won't talk unless you're in character <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> we've <established> <laughs> Um, yes, it was. That was um, over just near Chiswick, I think. We did that one. Yes. Lots of signing of fo- photographs and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Those, though, I mean, those are super fun. That is actually the last one I've done. Um, yeah. It is it is really nice to sort mm. of, you know, meet these pe- people who are so... It's the enthusiasm yeah. that goes with it. And yeah. that's just not... That's just not something you could ever say a bad thing about. It's no, just wonderful. The not. people that it... That it's such a bookmark in people's lives, like the yeah. first time they discover the Doctor Who universe, and then yeah. the things that keep coming up and reminding them of those moments, and it's yeah. it's it's a wonderful thing, and it really seems to bring people together. Yeah, and it's an incredibly, incredibly motivated group of fans as yeah. well. I mean, my my favourite little snippet about it is that I received my first piece of fan mail from mm. a Doctor Who fan before I filmed my episode of Doctor Who. Oh wow. Which I thought showed incredible dedication. <laughs> I thought that was absolutely amazing. Well, I'll get in there quick as well. Yeah, yeah that was so cool. That I was, was like, smart wow, one. how did you do that? <laughs> so I, 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 apparently there'd been some announcement on uh, on a fan site that I'd been announced as a cast member and they'd looked me up way back in oh, 2005, six. <laughs> we are going back some now. Um, and yeah. And probably, yeah, I probably had to write an actual letter back then. Oh, wow. Send it via carrier pigeon <laughs> yes. or something. Uh, yeah, that was um, yeah, that was that was quite a thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's fun to do, and in that regard, yeah, it has involvement with Doctor Who definitely has an ongoing influence. I mean, times have been in stage productions, and Doctor Who fans have been there. I did one with um, I did a play with a guy, a lovely man by the name of John Atterbury, and he had been in the original Doctor Who series. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Um, so <gasps> Doctor Who fans. Um, Two for the price of one. Yeah, they they were in it. After the first week, we said we wouldn't actually sign anything unless they came to see the show. (laughs) Which worked quite well. It was good. Got quite a lot more audience members after that. Fair (laughs) enough. Um, My next question from Nick is, uh, what's tingling your molecules about Big Finish at the moment? Mean. <laughs> that's the most big finishy question that's ever happened. He asked me to use that phrasing specifically. Well, I mean, the, yeah, the, the molecules are getting a bit tingled. I'm, a, I'm in vanguard. I'm getting absolutely uh, tortured by the tingling of molecules, <laughs> yeah. which is uh, quite a nasty thing. And uh, it's going to be an interesting challenge to tackle that tomorrow. The multiple stage directions of screams in agony. I can help you with the screaming. Excellent. I can make you scream. Sorry. That's, that's, that is such a thinly veiled threat. I'm so sorry. I have a knitting needle, pencils and all sorts of things. Oh, I can't me. wait. It's, yeah. So, I, I'm, you may not see a lot of me tomorrow. Do, do you know, I've once had to do that with... Um, my lovely producer, James Goss, we were doing wild tracks and I needed someone to scream as the god of death consumed them. Oh. And bless, every time he screamed, he went, ah. <laughs> so I literally had to creep up behind him on mic and tickle him to get screams of panic. <laughs> and they were, they were really authentic. He properly went for it until after a second he went, Scott, Scott, stop it. He went, yeah, you can't really have the god of death consuming someone who just goes, oh, stop tickling me. Oh, no. um, James will not thank me for sharing that I story. I don't think the god of death can be called Scott. 
<laughs> just I doesn't quite see fit. I, 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 maybe, but I don't know. I'm googling the meaning of my name. Uh, <laughs> God of death. There we Perfect. go. Perfect. Um, okay, we'll move on. I think we've established your back as Chris and Ross, and yes. that's the big yes. Molecules yeah. tingled. The dynamic duo. Yeah. Um, yeah. With Silver, of course, the dynamic. Tri- the triumphant trio. We'll say that. <laughs> yes, let's do that. The triumphant <laughs> trio. Yes, I mean it's always super fun to yeah be recording with Sylvester yeah, as well. I mean he's he's hilarious, and, and as we said earlier, twinkly. <laughs> you can hear the enjoyment that he gets yeah, out of it, and he really totally. just just inhabits the Doctor. It's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Up next, what's tingling your molecules? Nick loves that phrase. What's tingling <laughs> your molecules in entertainment generally? In brackets, a snapshot of what you're enjoying right now. <laughs> Um, so there's anything, any books, Netflix films, or things oh, you've seen? Oh yeah. my goodness! Just so much stuff. Yeah, it's, Stranger yeah. Things. I've, oh. just, I've just been loving. Stranger yeah, that's things. that's been. And yeah. The Crown, and oh my goodness, yeah, they're, they're, there's just so much out there yeah. right now. It's a really weird thing, isn't it? Like there's so much content. I'm constantly watching something, queuing something mm. else up, and then someone asks me, "What are you watching at the moment?" I got nothing. But <laughs> what did we just finish? We actually, what we did, we went back and revisited a sort of odd quirky little sci-fi show called uh, Eureka yeah. and I don't know if you ever oh, saw of any of I've that never saw. it's very yeah. odd um, and it is quite fun it was on I think it was network tv for a while and then the sci-fi channel uh, purchased it and then they kept it going for a little while so we actually mm. just finished that the other day I think there were eight seasons of it all in mm. um, so yeah just this uh, this uh, silly quite a silly little comedy drama about a town where all the most intelligent people in the world are doing their experiments and of course, tons of things go wrong on a weekly basis. And there's a sort of a, an everyman kind of character is the sheriff who's not a genius, but he has to sort of try and police <laughs> this place. Yeah. And it's, it's really good fun. It's like lighthearted stuff. But mm. um, yeah, so we actually just concluded that. And we're also going back and watching all of the original X-Files. Oh, wow. Which is really, really fun because there were certain moments of that that really terrified me Yeah. Um, as a significantly younger man when it first broadcast. <laughs> And they're still just as scary now, some of those moments. Yeah. Some of those episodes are just timelessly horrifying. I, had, so, yeah. I was genuinely afraid of UFOs as a child. Oh, really? I, alien abduction, something about it always freaked me out as an idea. Yeah. And I, the music, the theme tune, because I associated it, I could not watch. If, if the theme tune even came on, I, ha- I couldn't be in the room. You got, you got the jitters on yeah. it. Yeah, it's weird how things can have that effect, right? Yeah, but yeah, so they're really good. But like, I think we're six or seven seasons in, and there are like oh, wow. ten of the original. Then there's two more that they've done recently. So we'll get to that in the end. But oh, that's funny. I used to be terrified of Doctor Who though when I was really little. Mm. I wasn't allowed to watch Tom it. Tom Baker. Oh my gosh. I love Behind how you looked over your so... shoulders if he was just in the other booth, <laughs> oh. just to check he's not here. Wouldn't put yeah. it past him. It was the Daleks <laughs> that scared me, and I was always expecting them, regardless of what the episode was, <laughs> expecting the Daleks to suddenly appear. Absolutely, and then that music. It was kind of creepy and oh we loved it yeah I mean the music is the thing like well, I, yeah. I think I'm trying to think of the it was as I got a little older Sylvester was actually my doctor when I was of an age that I was allowed to watch it but my yeah. mum my parents pretty much banned me from watching it oh, um, when I was when I was really young because they were like, no, you get really freaked out. So no, yeah, so I just didn't want to have to deal with that. <laughs> I had the elder brother. Have you got one? Well, usually, if you've got the elder sibling, you can kind of get in there. Yeah, yeah, only child. So yeah, there's just to the side. Yeah, yeah. I, I had no additional support network. So <laughs> my parents were like, no, not dealing with that. You're not watching that show. That's you. And uh, Nick then asked, do you both have an entertainment guilty secret? Something you love but think you shouldn't. 
Oh. Keep it clean. Well, yeah, but I'm not going to say it. I definitely space. I definitely do. Um, I'm just trying to think of which one. Would be yeah, the most I've got loads. That's the about. thing. <laughs> I mean, I've got loads of guilty things that only I would watch yeah, by myself. I mean, it used to be that 80s music would be one of those things, but now it's like oh, sort no. of super cool and back yeah. in fashion, and everyone's like, oh, the 80s are great. So it doesn't really count. Um, mm. There's some good trash TV on Netflix. There is. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not even sort of like reality TV guy. I don't do any of that stuff particularly. Uh, oh wait, no, that's a lie. If you count um, Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares oh USA. Oh my gosh, my daughter is into that at the moment. Yeah. And, oh, I yeah. Have, I have indulged. Actually, bit, but it's not my thing. <laughs> food, food stuff. Yes, I've got it for you. It's uh, Man versus Food. Oh Or my Diners, Drives, Drive-ins and Dives. That one that bizarre guy oh, Fieri guy does. Those, yeah. Oh my goodness! Late at night, I will literally watch that stuff until I have to make myself a big sandwich involving cheese and bacon. <laughs> Food porn. Yeah, basically, Food it's porn. terrible. It's terrible. Mine would be Jane the Virgin. I've really got into. That. Is it good? Yeah, it's very entertaining. It's like telenovela style, and it's it's very funny. Did you ever do? But my um... favorite character died, so then oh, I kind no. of went off it. Did you ever do Pretty Little Liars? Yes, the, I'm, I've got a 15-year-old daughter. Yes, I've watched the whole thing. So there's a guilty one for you. Yes, I've watched almost all of Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. <laughs> it was so entertaining. It was Even hilarious. when it was like, oh, for goodness sake, how many A's can there be? Yeah, it's a lot. It's just like, what? This makes no sense at all. And why do they always have to go and look for the mystery in the dark? Well, it's yeah. It's just like, come on. But then I still watched it. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. I had to. You had to police it for my daughter. It wasn't because I enjoyed it myself. Rich vein of guilty pleasure form, actually. (laughs) So yeah, many to choose from there, Nick. I'm deeply, deeply intrigued by a lot of these things. Speaking of food porn, I have to. We we binged uh, nailed it on Netflix. I don't know if you've heard of this. No, nailed it. Is that the one where they make the terrible? It's it's yeah. It's based on an internet meme. You know when people see beautiful cakes yeah. and, and they goods. completely fail to recreate it. Yeah, that's it. So yes. you'll get uh, you'll get a shark eating a surfboard, and it's this really elaborate, beautiful cake. Yeah, and then three contestants will try, and they're not even. It's not like Bake Off where they get the best bakers to try and recreate it. It's just people off the street. They get the worst. And, uh, you know, people people who try to bake cakes in a microwave. <laughs> and it's just amazing. Yeah. It's, it's horrific. Yes, it is. But uh, it's a program that exists purely to give us hope. It's, yes. It's, you do. You At do least we're not that guy. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. He doesn't know you have to take the shell off the egg before it goes in the cake. So. <laughs> Oh dear. Right. Um, oh. On that note, that ultra positive note, <laughs> um, I think we'll bring this little chat to an end. All right. right. Thank, Thank you, you both for chatting to me. No worries. Uh, we'll hear Pleasure. more from all of us very soon. Bye. Bye. Splendid. Coming up a bit later, the Randomoid Selectron allows itself not to be so random because it's Armistice Day, 11th of November 2018, and we honour the sacrifices made in the Great War, the war to end all wars. So they thought back then. But now, onwards with our behind-the-scenes report on Big Finish Day 2018. Ooh, it's, it's you know, as as you've already heard, it's it's two blokes talking in a van. <laughs> but, but there's more to it, honestly, and have a listen. Good morning. Well, who would have thought today we arrived at uh, 
derby yesterday, me and Nick, and we didn't record anything because we were just busy doing stuff, unloading things. But it's the morning now, it's fresh, it's beautiful, it's sunny, it's lovely, it's big finish day. I'm walking from the hotel, Nick has already gone over to the derby quad, uh, where he's rocking and rolling, getting all ready and doing his thing. I'm with Tom Saunders at the moment, video man extraordinaire, um, had a little leisurely breakfast with. Well, I say that he didn't have the breakfast, it no, was just... Oh, you did, but I was—I came down later because that's what I'm like. Um, yeah, are you excited for big finish day? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's strange to be here in Derby and not in Slough at the uh, Slop, sorry, the Copthorn. Yes, uh, uh, definitely. It's definitely a strange experience. It's nice. It's nice to be somewhere different. Derby is a lovely place, and the Quad is an awesome venue. And so, uh, together, we will. Yeah, it's uh, up in the north where it should be. Up in the north. <laughs> Big Finish is real home in the north. Um, but yeah, it should be good. So I'm just heading now in uh, to get ready to open the entire event with Nick on stage. It's now time to head around Big Finish Day and see if we can talk to a few people and get a few views on what is going on here at Big Finish Day. What is tingling the molecules of the people? So we're going to head up to the main floor, the place where the action is happening, where they're selling various Big Finish goods all around. Well, it's not really all around, it's all in one room, but you get the idea. Just past Sylvester McCoy, a look-alike. And it is now time to head right into the centre of... Creeping up behind Benji. Oh, oh I'm, I'm, I'm going to hijack the whole podcast here. Oh my God, it's all gone wrong. It's all gone wrong. <laughs> well, you're the first person who's... You having a good day so far? I'm having a super day. Thank you very much. Yes. Oh, well, what's your favourite bit so far? Um, the women of Doctor Who. That was a brilliant Great panel. panel. One of the best panels I think we've had on a Big Finish day. Oh, that's, that's really good. Terrific, yeah. Oh, that's, and what are you listening to at Big Finish at the moment? What's your release of choice? This year, Callan, I think, has been a, such a good release. That's a really yeah, good that's shout. That's the one, that's the one I, I keep going back to. There's others I've not quite got to yet because I keep listening to Callan. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that's been terrific. That's a perfect PR, that there, is. There are lots of missing episodes of Callan that you could remake as well, well coincidentally. As my uh, podcast co-host would say, just imagine. Just imagine. Just imagine. Who knows what could happen in there? Exactly. This is That's the beautiful thing of audio. You can do so many different and wonderful yeah. things. No, well, thank you very much, sir. I'm going to dive into that room, try and get as many people as I can go, go in the time we've got. But thank you very much. Hello. Hello. You're here on the Big Finish podcast extra sort of thing that isn't live. And um, how are you finding Big Finish Day? Very good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you enjoying yeah. it? What's right. been your favourite bit so far? Um, it's quite a, quite a lot for me to say, really. Uh, panels are good. Yeah. Good merch. You got a favourite panel so far? Um, I'm not sure. Jake Dudman's one was very good they were all good I'm going to say they were all good diplomatic just, just to not get into any trouble <laughs> and have you got a big finish release that you're listening to at the moment or that you would recommend um, Star Cops absolutely blew my mind I thought that was uh, that's probably my favourite one I've bought actually yeah and I, a nice change from Doctor Who and I actually made me yeah sort of wish it come sooner yeah oh that's good yeah well <laughs> Right, heading into the room now. It's big finished chaos in here. As autographs are in session, people are going about their business. And if no, you might be able to hear this, you might not. Now, here is a gentleman I know very well. Oh, hello. This is uh, my friend Matt. Oh, Benji, dear boy, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm marvellous, absolutely marvellous. Marvellous. Hello. Alex Matthews has just walked away. Um, 
clearly doesn't want to be on our show. Are you guys enjoying it so far? Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's it's about time this thing came, actually came to Derby. Well, and it's, yeah, yeah. And it, it seems to be going well, which we're really pleased about. It's just a sea of humanity. <laughs> <laughs> it's huge, it's huge. I know, as a little person, um, I, I can't, can't see anything. <laughs> yes, you are, you are a lot... I, yeah. I am short, so... <laughs> I, I shouldn't have said that, really, because no. you are a lot smaller than me. I just need to see a sea of bald patches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're very tall. Yeah, so... So what has been your favourite bit of Big Finish Day so far? Well, the precise second, and as, as, you can, as you can see on radio, I've got a wonderful photo of myself and India Fisher, and who, I, lovely, who I just love and adore completely. So, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm probably going to go and propose to her. Well, why not? Why not? <laughs> You'll have a long queue, because there are yeah, a lot of people yeah, wanting yeah, to say yeah, and have you got any big finished releases at the moment that any of you are listening to that you would recommend to people? I'm currently, I've just gone through the whole of Doom Coalition, which is phenomenal! And, um, yeah. and I'm currently listening to Ravenous. Oh, Ravenous. I love that they're my releases that I worked on, that's rather lovely. Oh, were they? Yeah. Well, you, mean, thought, well, then, well, you mean like the way you did music for Ghost Walk as well? Ghost Walk. Which was, which was, which was excellent. Love a bit of that. Speaking as a paranormal investigator yeah. myself. Yeah. Yes. Great writing, that story. Yeah. It was, it was Super, Superbly put together by Barnaby Edwards, who did directing on that one. It's absolutely superb. It was brilliant. A good release, that one. It was, it was brilliant, yeah. Well, I've, I've started from pretty much the beginning, and I've just finished Davros. Oh, what a release. What a release. <laughs> You know what? It's just like I I I didn't know I could hate Davros more. Basically, <laughs> uh, he's just he's just evil. He like he's evil. just so evil. So have you checked out the I Davros range yet? No, but Matt's told oh, me to do it. So those, yeah. those those are really well done. You can even and I realised this listening to it. Uh, you can even pick up. They've lifted some of the sound effects from Genesis of the Daleks, like yeah. the doors and things like that in the in the the sort of city mm-hmm. area. Absolutely. Per- that's superbly crafted, I would say. Yeah. Superbly yeah. crafted. Nice. Right, well, I must continue my travels your tra- your travel. as I swim the sea of people uh, in quest of good comments and niceties. Have fun. The cult of Big Finish. The cult of Big Finish. One of us, one of us. Cultists get more at bigfinish.com. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> goodbye. Excuse me. Now here's a crowd of criminals if ever I've seen them. How are you finding it so far? Grand so far, what we, what seems to have happened now here is, uh, if I could just go to a meteorologist at the moment. You see, there's a big cataclysmic event that's happening, which is the uh, the signings by Lisa Bowerman. And what's happened was, everyone seems to have gathered around it in a sort of a cosmic spiral pattern. As it is literally just looping around this entire area here. And we, uh, we have a slight worry that if it does end up getting uh, bigger and bigger and bigger, then it will suddenly collapse in on itself and uh, create a tremendous black hole that will uh, take all of us with it. Starting from Derby. <laughs> starting, from, starting from Derby, yes. Well, that's nice. What's been your favourite bit of Big Finish Day so far? Um, I think it would have to be the live podcast. Really excellent. The, the, just the absolute madness of that. It, it was a bit chaotic, wasn't it, actually? that was For those listening, I think this would be the podcast that you would have heard last week, which is the live podcast that we, we did then. That was on Facebook as well, which you could see us doing it, which is rather funky. And also, have you got any big finished releases that you're listening to at the moment that, um, that you um, like? I'm trying to catch up again with uh, my second run through of Bloodlust. Good shout. Yeah, because yeah, I, I noticed that you were doing it for the listeners thing, and I thought, that's brilliant. I got caught up in it a bit, then work sort of intervened, and now I've been 
listening to it whilst I've been trying to get here. So, yeah. So that's the the one to the one to watch at the moment, the one to listen to at the moment. Exactly. Sophie, anything? I listened to a um, small semblance of Home, ooh, which is the new short choice. trip yesterday, read by Caroline Ford, and I had a lot of emotional moments. It is. Isn't it's it? a yeah. very it's very sweet, very self-contained story. It feels like a kind of deleted scene between tales, and it's definitely worth listening to. Got me choked up, especially the ending. So I, I highly recommend it. And as a Ian and Barbara fan, I'm obviously going to say this, but it's really good. Okay, <laughs> gotta listen to it. Well, you can't you can't say fairer than that. It's there, so good, it'll bring you back to London, 1965. Somebody had to put it in there. <laughs> Matt Fitton there signing away. How you doing, Matt? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, lots of love for the Eighth Doctor and River. I'm finding. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that. I've yeah. noticed that. You having a good big finish day? Fantastic. Have you got any favourite moments so far? Oh, I uh, well, just meeting everybody again because everybody's always so nice, oh. so good to you. And, uh, yeah, it was just a great day meeting people and getting a chance to chat to them. And have you got any big Finnish uh, audios that you're listening to at the moment that you would recommend to people? Uh, well, I've just listened to the Jago and Lightfoot for everyone. I'm a bit behind, but I've just listened to it and that's fantastic. That's a really good tribute to what Trevor did. Fantastic. Cheryl, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. And uh, this really is the nerve centre. This is where all the CDs are being sold. Paddy has just joined us as well. How are you guys enjoying Big Finish Day so far? Oh, it's just massive. Yeah, it's lovely. Busy, busy, busy. But we love seeing everyone. It's really nice to see everyone. If you can't see what you're looking at, then please ask. We don't bite. That's what it says there. With John Dorney here. Hello, John. Hello, hello. How are you finding Big Finish Day so far? I'm having a delightful time. I'm being rude about Matt Fitton at every available opportunity. That's just every day, isn't it? It's basically every day. And That's just every day with Matt Every day, every person, everyone that Matt ever meets. How are you having a day? I'm having a lovely day. Have people asked you that? People have asked me that. Good. I'm glad to say I'm not the first. You know, everyone else is just being monumentally selfish. No, it's it's a very unselfish atmosphere. Good. So, what is your big finish pick of the day? The rumour has gone out that there isn't going to be a Doctor Who episode on Christmas Day. So, obviously, I would thoroughly recommend Ravenous 2, which features its own Christmas special that people can listen to. If the, and and it, it works. If you if you don't listen to it now, save it till Christmas and just listen to the rest of the box set. That'll be fine. It's completely standalone. You could do like a double bill. You could do that. It'd be episode two. Yes. Which is the first episode of that. You could do that on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. and then you could do episode three on Christmas Day. That would be, quite, be good. quite a nice one, that wouldn't would it? Would be pretty good. Well, I will leave you to your uh, yes. to your packing and signing and moving and shaking. Yes. Can I say that as someone who regularly listens, in fact, when I say regularly, I mean every single week to the podcast. Oh, excellent. It's lovely to see your beard in the flesh. Oh, well, thank you very much. Well, it's lovely yeah. lovely for the beard the to be here. ever said that to Benji. It's amazing. Yeah, I've, I've, I didn't even know I had a beard until it's, today. It, it's, a strange, it's a strange experience to sort of see all these disembodied voices yeah. kind of have bodies and... Are you having a good big finish day so far? I am, thank you very much. What would you say your favourite bit has been so far? It was wonderful to meet Sylvester. It was full of energy. He's he's always on good form. And and as close to me as you are to me now. The the man is is a living living legend. I, I had a free song. Oh, excellent. And what is your big finish release that you're listening to at the moment? Well, on the on the way home in the car, we're going to listen to some Third Doctor. Oh, good shout, good shout. And I've and I've bought um, Ravenous too as well. Even better shout. You you are ticking all the right boxes there. And John John signed it for me. Which is Sorry? You've just signed Ravenous. Yes, I just signed you? Ravenous for you, which is you know because I'm a shameless self promoter. 
But that's, but that's what this is all about, and that's what this, this really is. As self-promotion as it gets, we're going around. So take care and thank you. Sue and Emily here, Steve oh, on his phone hi. there, having a good big finish day. Yes, excellent. Th this is really where the magic happens very, at the computers. Are you selling lots of goodies? Oh, we certainly are. are your fingers yeah. hurting from yes, punching all buttons? Yes, all the pressing. Yep. Oh, yep. that's good. Have you had some time to, to sit down? And, no. No. <laughs> have, you, have you got a cup of tea or a cup of coffee? Uh, no, I've got water. If you need anything, to do let me know. But the main thing is, are you having fun? Yes. Yes. So I had to get, make sure that was recorded so everybody knows I'm actually nice. Um, there's a big queue here. Excuse me, sir. Look at that. There's some amazing costumes going on here, from Cybermen to Cyber Shades. It's, and this is a tremendous size queue. Hello, Simon, mate. How's it going? Well, I'm waiting. <laughs> a long wait by the looks of it. It's quite a queue, isn't it? It definitely is. India is a very popular woman. She certainly is. She certainly is. I've already think I think we've already had somebody say they want to propose to her today. So I said that this whole list is probably people waiting to do the same. Um, so what has been your favourite bit of Big Finish Day so far? The podcast. Oh what that's what I like to hear. That's what I like to, it was chaotic but fun. It definitely was. The, the woman of Doctor Who panel. I've heard a lot that of people really saying nice. fantastic things about fantastic. that. Oh, that's really good. And the raffle, uh, of course, is good too. Mostly because I obviously the podcast. Ah, <laughs> oh, you speak my language, sir. You speak my language. And have you guys got a big finish release that that you're looking forward to? Listening to. Well, I've heard rumours. I wasn't in that talk, but uh, Raffle is free. India is coming back as Charlie. You could, you could be right. You could be right. That was announced this morning, oh, actually. Was it? it was, yeah. Oh, and the so big finish true. Q and A. That was the first thing that was announced by David Richardson. So it's happening. It's on. It's on. Well, I need to pre-order it. Get on it. Get on it. Get on that pre-order <laughs> button. I'm kind of looking forward to looking at some of the originals, even though they're out already. They're really good. There's so I many fun had things there. Chance to look at them yet? What do you think the first one would be? Have you got? Have you uh, heard probably anything? Probably shilling and sixpence because I like. I like mysteries too. They're um, very good. They're fantastically crafted stories. Yeah. They are. I've spoken to Matthew about that earlier on. So I've listened to the series and it's really good. And obviously, I think Matthew likes it a lot as well. He's been plugging it all day. I had great fun on that <laughs> one because I had to do the CD mastering for that. So I didn't. I didn't really have any involvement apart from listening to it to make sure it sounds nice when it goes out and downloads well, so people hear it. So I had a really lovely time because I just got to sit and listen to it, and and that was great because it was just like oh. I just get to spend my morning listening to a murder mystery. What exactly. more do you want? Listen to a bit of David Warner. I mean, I, I bought the Sherlock Holmes uh, set here today. They're fun. So. They're fun. Because my first love was Sherlock and then Doctor Who. So it really does <laughs> tick all the boxes. Yeah, it for you. does. It ticks all the boxes. Yeah, Nick Briggs is fantastic as Sherlock Holmes as well. Yeah, he does well, the... he's fantastic in most things. He certainly is. You hear that, Nick? You're fantastic <laughs> in most things. There we go. This is oh my god! This is Chris Chris Griffin here. So am I live on you, and you're you're live on me? Yeah, you're live on Instagram. Well, I'm I'm, I'm live on Instagram. Hello, Instagram. How's it hanging? Oh no, no, they're leaving. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised. <laughs> This happens all the time. And what are you live on? I'm live on my microphone. <laughs> so I'm recording for the Big Finish podcast. Not this week's podcast. It will be next week's podcast. But are you having fun, Chris? I am having an, an absolute blast. Yeah, they allowed me on stage, which was probably oh, regretful. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> and everybody at home, because can they talk? You can see what they're saying, can't you? Uh, let me, let what me what, what people beans? Yeah, let's do a swizzle. Hey, look at that. Let's see what uh, people... So I, can, I can wave at people when I press look that. Look at that. Richie, Richie the Saint there. Martin Smith, 
I hope you'll be announcing more Jenny stories soon. Hey, well, who knows? Uh, yeah. Who knows? I can't commit because I never, I can never remember what we've committed to and what we've said and what we've released. So well, I'm always Jason. Hi, Ben. Hi, Jason. There's so many people, aren't there? Yeah, yeah. Hi, hey, Chris. That's me. Hey, that's you. That's weird. Yeah. Well. Here we are, well, we are, I say I am, I'm on my own in the hotel room. Big Finish Day has finished, it's been such a fantastic experience. Meeting so many people who are so enthusiastic about everything that Big Finish does. Um, it was also so great to see uh, so many members of the Big Finish team, um, from people who work in the warehouse to writers, directors, producers, and of course actors, and, and it was, yeah, absolutely fantastic. And if you like what you've heard, then why not come along? Because it is the best day out, especially for fans of Big Finish and Doctor Who, obviously. And other things, and, and Callan, and, and countermeasures, and, and, and I'm just going to talk forever now. Tally-ho, and bye-bye! Love it. It's so much fun in that van. I felt like we should have kept it in the end, really. You know, it became, it became a part of the podcast, didn't it? Well, I, yeah, I nearly did because they, they, the people who were meant to pick it up didn't turn up. Anyway. <coughs> but anyway, there'll be a final instalment of Big Finish Day nonsense coming up very soon. In the meantime, here's this week's non-random randomoid selectatron. Yes, to honour the sacrifices made in the First World War, we thought we'd remind you of some of the releases we've made which deal with that terrible time from history. Um, I'll just mention now what the releases are, but there's, uh, a, and see if you're familiar with them, Benji. Mm -hmm. No Man's Land, which was a Doctor Who main monthly range release. That's the uh, first one that springs to my mind straight away yeah. when I think of it is that, that, yeah, that's the obvious one, isn't it, really? That's right. Uh, have you got it up on your screen? I can't I, remember who I wrote it. I can get it. it up for you, yeah. I can get it up. Um, that starred Sylvester McCoy and also Michael Cochran, I seem to remember, was in it. It was directed by John Ainsworth. I'm doing all this from memory. And it was one of the first ones that I uh, was executive producer for. I don't think I was credited as executive producer because it was commissioned under Gary Russell's uh, reign if you want to put it that way. Um, and uh, But it hadn't been finished when I took over. In fact, I think the script had just come in. So I set uh, John Ainsworth to work on it. I changed the title to No Man's Land. It was called something else. I can't remember what it was called. But um, I'm a bit particular about Sto titles. Story had a working title of We Are the Dead. Yes, that's there right. There we go, there we go. And I just felt that didn't sound like the First World War, and I wanted it to sound like a First World War story, and No Man's Land is a kind of First World War phrase, isn't it? It's really? very evocative of, of that, isn't it, really? Yeah. We Are the Dead sounded like it's going to be a zombie story, and it's not a zombie story. I can't believe this Who, was released in uh, uh, 2006. That's mm, that crazy. was my first yeah. year as exec producer. Incredible, isn't it? What, um, who wrote it? Uh, that was written by Martin Day. Martin Day, a writer of some note. I think he wrote some Family Affairs episodes as well. Anyway, uh, here's the trailer for No Man's Land. Die! 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 Where are we, Lieutenant Colonel? Charnage Hospital. And that is? About five miles from the front. And the year? My doctor. It's 1917. Of course. These orders state that the doctor and his colleagues will investigate a murder. 
A murder that is due to take place over the next 24 hours. What? It would seem that His Majesty's army has sent us to investigate a crime that hasn't been committed yet. Let go of me! I don't think you've seen the inside of the eight room yet, have you? A little session on your own is just what the doctor ordered. One thing I can tell you. There are electrodes in the arm of your chair. Every time I flick this switch... There's only one good German and that's a dead one. But don't waste too much steel on him. Have a word with Lance Corporal Burridge. If the two of you can find a way to get rid of the girl and the boy, it'll be much easier for me to deal with the doctor. the music by on that one music on that one was by uh, Simon Robinson Simon Robinson who did the sound right. design as well it was quite a controversial soundtrack a lot of people complained about it because it's not it's not in keeping with the historical flavour of it it's very Simon used to do some incredibly uh, you ought to listen to his music because you'd absolutely love it as do I uh, used to do some incredibly sort of atonal weird electronic music and that's what he uses in this I personally really do think it's very effective but a lot of people just felt it was at odds with the subject matter so it's interesting that isn't it it's a tricky um, one though to get right yeah. isn't it gauging music and um, because it's what one person will listen to and think oh that's just so what I want to do on it like you know like I've got a project on at the moment I know exactly what I want to do on it whether or not that I judged it right I don't know but that's just the way you know sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't it's all down to personal yeah. uh, personal taste isn't it really Interesting. Yes, but as you know, I'm having I'm having lots of fun doing uh, Dudley Simpson style music at the moment for the Third Doctor Adventures Volume Five, I think. Yeah. Well, it's certainly ins- that inspired me. Actually, that's got me. I because I, oh, you know I what? played you a bit. You said send it to me straight away. Yeah, you? and I. Do you know what happened after? You know, when you were playing it to me when I was uh, at your place. Um, mm. uh, on the way back, I. Um, I listened, I put on the soundtrack on my iPhone, had the best time on the way home just listening to all those old radiophonic tracks of Dudley um, Simpson. I had a great time, great time. Well, as I said on Twitter the other day, I keep playing the Frontier in Space Suite. Just can't, just can't stop. That's great stuff, isn't it? Uh, so I put up a, a photograph of the master doing his surrender thing to the draconians so good uh, i said i've got to put my hands up to this <laughs> how witty i was on twitter very clever a, very twitty, clever. a witty twitter i'm a bit of a twit um on to our next uh, great war first world war uh, commemoration release really uh, dark eyes uh, the first dark eyes well i wrote uh the first episode was called the great war Here's, here's a little sort of uh, trailery, clippy reminder of it. Doctor Who, Dark Eyes. Dear Mammy, I have no idea if I'll ever finish this letter or find a way to post it to you, but I kept it in me petticoat. The first bit is a little smudged, but it is drying off. I will try to fill in the unreadable bits later. Anyway, 
there's this fellow who calls himself the doctor and he says he has saved me and we are in his time machine. We went to 1940 but I did not get any older and there was another war, the Germans and... Sure, this is all just plain crazy stuff. Writing it down just makes it sound worse. No, this is all mad. Just madness. Listen, Molly, this is going to be really difficult for me to explain, mainly because I don't really have a clue what's going on myself. Not got all the answers then, the doctor. Not by a long shot, but isn't it obvious that those things, the Daleks, are intent on doing us some serious harm? This just isn't decent. It's... I know, no time for all that. Lord's will be achieved. No problem, friend. One would think you had TARDISes materialising here every day. I don't have a clue who you really are. All I know is that you think you're saving me, but you don't know why. Is that about the size of it? Well... And that you call yourself The Doctor, which sounds like a 10th-rate stage name to me. Oh, no! They're in your bathroom! Never you mind. Take a left here, Gabby. No entry. <laughs> Commit a traffic offence or get blown up. I'll leave the choice to you. Hang on. I'm going to call you Dark Eyes. Are you looking for a punch on the nose? So you've been here before. You wouldn't consider killing me, would you? Molly, this is 1940. 1940? What do you mean? I told you the TARDIS is a time machine. 1940? It's true. You did say something of the kind. This is it. Strax's us on, boy. This will be one for the history books. It's all right. I get it. You're fighting a war against these Daleks. I don't want to be fighting a war. And it's getting you down. I understand that. But it doesn't mean you should give up. Doesn't it? Doctor, you will be exterminated! I know! No, we haven't discovered time travel. But we've discovered a time traveller. Who? Him. The Doctor. What do you mean? You can take this thing anywhere in history. Anywhere in the world. And beyond? Beyond the world? What? You mean, like the moon and the sun? Remember when that came out? That was absolutely, for me, it was a no-brainer, That especially seeing that cover. Aeroplanes, Daleks, history, everything there that, that I would possibly want in something. And a really good story as well. And obviously, it's the debut of Molly, isn't it? That's right. Um, yeah. You fell right into my trap. <laughs> this is uh, as indeed did Paul McGann um, you know we're aware that Paul isn't a massive science fiction fan and so I thought I was creating this sort of new era for him and this was a real turning point for, for Big Finish as it turned out the whole Dark Eyes thing got huge coverage in Doctor Who magazine uh, and, and it, people did find it a big stepping on point and uh, a lot more people came to Big Finish as the result of Dark Eyes I think it's fair to say um, but I, I decided to set it in the First World War, at least at the beginning, um, because Paul and I had had many conversations about history, and particularly the First World War, something he's fascinated by. 
and uh, and I thought well I want to write something that's right in his comfort zone so the moment he picks up the script he's going to go oh now I understand this world I get it you know and I immediately gave him a song to sing from the first world war as he's walking around in the trenches which he just um I wondered whether he'd stop and ask about it but he said nothing about it and he just started singing you know it was can't I can't remember the 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 uh, the tune now is it a long way to Tipperary it might have been that one of those anyway um and obviously a very proud moment for me to win an award for it as, as I suppose as the writer the, it was the production that got the award you know the whole thing but as the writer and director I feel like that was in some way due to me although there's fantastic sound design and music by Andy Hardwick as well and a great cast and Paul was brilliant and um and Ruth Bradley was brilliant as Molly um yeah really lovely to work with her lots of fun it was a lovely recording session and um yeah, and I thought uh, I also wanted to get the doctor in a biplane, which I did. <laughs> Dreams come true. But I mean, also, you know, talking, going back to Molly really quickly, um, I, you know, at this point, I wasn't working for Big Finish at this point. I was purely a listener. And, you know, and I remember being so excited um, with um, Molly, you know, with the announcement of Molly, because it's, it's something a little bit different, uh, you know, historical companion. Um, it's something that mm. I, I, you know, I love. I love the idea of that because I just think there's so much. There's such a huge amount of mileage that you know you can do so many different things with that. And I remember just thinking, wow, this is really different. This is a really, you know, as you say, it's a stepping on point, but also um, takes it in a little bit of a different direction, which I think is amazing. And it's also it's really has established the the box set sort of eighth doctor format that we've got going now hasn't it it did didn't it it set the pattern i was just when you were mentioning uh, molly there i suddenly thought i did a hell of a lot of work on creating her character and her background and everything because i wanted to you know i wanted a woman to be involved heavily and of course you know all the army were i mean that women were my grandmother was uh, in the army in the first world war but back home welcoming the troops back the wounded guys coming back at Southampton docks but uh, and then I learned about the the VADs the VAD the voluntary um, auxiliary auxiliary yeah auxiliary because they're terrible I don't remember now what it what it stands for but I read a book on it and I and it was largely very posh ladies who went across to help out but some of them did uh, Vol take voluntary age detachment sorry Voluntary aid detachment. That's the one. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. That's all right. No, it's good to get a fact in there. I thought you said vol voluntary age detachment. Which just been really <laughs> I'm not weird. 40. I'm not 40. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I'm, some of them did take their maids with them. Or, or, and I, and I in, invented this whole relationship between um, the lady and, and her maid and how uh, Molly wanted to help out as well. And we hired a costume and everything for the... Uh, the photograph session which Ruth was very um, helpful and, and put the cosy on for us uh, yeah I just remember reading all about the VADs and uh, various characters and, and the big thing was how the VADs were treated badly by the uh, professional nurses they were treated like amateurs who shouldn't poke their noses in so there was all that going on as a, a subtext as well hmm. interesting times our next uh, First World War story, The Haunting of Malkin Place. Have you ever heard that one? Not heard this one, I'm afraid. It's a Tom Baker adventure. 
and I really enjoyed working on this. I uh, directed it and uh, I'm just going to look it up just to remind me of some of the details. Unfortunately, your video window is right where the search thing is. On the sorry sorry to ruin just, your day. Just, just move something around there. <laughs> I've got to type in Malkin in the vain hope that, yeah, look at that. The Big Finish search engine is actually producing a meaningful result. It's got some good reviews. It certainly has. Yeah. It's, it's a ghost story. You know, it's about someone who's died in the war. Um, ah, that's right. And it's a one with Lala Ward as Romana. And it does actually feature my son, although he's not credited. There, you In the haunted house, you hear um, the voices of children playing. And that at one point, a, a child rather spookily says, the doctor isn't here anymore. And I spent ages in this very shed <laughs> focusing Ben because he was. When was that? Twenty seventeen. Oh, it wouldn't have been. It would have been edited long before. Uh, I spent a lot of time coaxing him to do that, and I had to explain, you know, how he should say it in a very unearthly, scary, disjointed way. And he said, "Oh, you mean like? Oh, I know." And he said, "I'll do my Mr. Bean face." <laughs> And he did it with a Mr. B and held his eyes open with his fingers like that and just went, the doctor He said, like that. And I said, that's perfect. So <laughs> he loved doing that. Uh, and I figured, you know, there were meant to be lots of children. So I just get, got him to do lots of giggling. And he's, I said, do you want me to tickle you? He went, yeah, OK. So I tickled him. He was, ah! <laughs> so we get, yeah. So that's what I remember about that one. It's a br brilliant performance. Uh, brilliant performances by Gunnar and Fiona in that playing uh, brother and sister really really good stuff and uh, Phil Mulrine who wrote it is also in it in it in it in it in it in it, in it. Uh, and Phil is a great actor and a brilliant writer who's working on all sorts of interesting things on on TV as well as a script editor lovely it's a, chap it's a great Always. cast actually it is a really good yeah. cast there Fiona Sheehan as well who was um, played another interesting another Molly um, in Survivors of course she did, yeah. Goodness, had to get had to get the Molly fact in there because it seems as a running well, it's not a running theme. It just was in the last story in this one. But, um, um, did uh, did we play the trailer? I don't think we did. I don't think we it, did, but we should. If, yeah, if we didn't, here it is. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, the Fourth Doctor Adventures, the Haunting of Malkin Place. Thomas and I are on our way to a most definite case of haunting. Old isolated house called Malkin Place. Two residents, Beatrice and Morris. 23 years old. Very strange goings on. Oh, oh God. Beatrice. Oh, wait. What is it? Someone's coming. Who's there? There. No. Coming over the marsh. Not possible. Turn of the Screw by Henry James. It's good you're reading the best literature from this period of Earth's history. Is that noise again? From the attic? Look, it's a venerable old townhouse. It's bound to make some odd noise. Are you worried it's haunted? That's it. I'm going up there. It's fine, Romana. Do you know who's up there? If you must know, I wrote myself a little note. Dear Doctor, don't go up to the attic. Best wishes, the Doctor. <laughs> and if there's one person I trust absolutely, it's myself. 
Stop! Nobody move! A definite cold spot. And strongest just Ooh. here! Welcome, welcome. Thank you all for gathering. We are speaking to the spirits present in this house. Who's doing that? It's a trick. It must be. Only I share your suspicion. Big finish. We love stories. And this last one, which I'm not familiar with at all, and I can hear in my mind's ear, if there is such a thing, Scott Handcock listening to this and cursing my name. <laughs> because it's uh, Dorian Gray, Series 5, Episode 2, Angel of War. Let's have a trailer for that series. Stay with me, please. Stay with me and talk. Relive old times. A prelude to the best ones yet to come? Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. The Confessions of Dorian Gray. The final series. Painting is like all forms of storytelling. First, before you get distracted by details, you need to flesh out the background. You need to give it a setting. You need to give it tone. This is not about Constance nor the boys. This is about the young man who is about to change my life. This is about Dorian. You'd think the longer you live, the more you'd forget. But that isn't the case at all. You remember more and more, and it's always so visceral. Every injury, every heartache, every death. Gree, ah, get stretch your organize. And I remember every single second of it. You hate it. I can feel you hating it from across the room. I don't hate it. But? It's not very Oscar, is it? How the hell would I know? Goodbye, Dorian. <sighs> Goodbye? Big Finish. We love stories. There we go. Yes, it's a story by Roy Gill, who's uh, graduated to writing Doctor Who stories for us. France 1915, in the trenches of the Great War, Lieutenant Dorian Gray reports to Captain James Anderson. Shortly before a routine mission into no man's land. Another Big Finish story. His comrades rely on their faith to get them through. But is there any truth behind the story of the legendary Angel of Morns? How about that? Oh, good stuff, good stuff. I remember uh, my grandfather talking to me about that angel and about, you know, um, and my grandmother sort of saying, oh, yeah, they saw an angel above the battlefield and everything. So I was quite confused wow, by that as a child. <laughs> it's funny these things happen, though, you know, situations of war and that, weird things like that happen and give people hope or... or you know it can be interpreted in other ways as well but yeah it's yeah. Really, things like that fascinating isn't it have got one more world war one story if we can put one in there as i say we've got um the second doctor um companion chronicles volume one um which i worked with i worked on that one it's is uh has a story called the mouthless dead 
which is all a bit it's, it's sort of like a ghost train sort of story but that's got all about uh, the Battle of Jutland and, oh uh, right all, right all yeah it was a huge naval engagement fairly early on in the First World War wasn't it yeah it's and it's you know and sadly lots of uh, lost lives in that horrible they uh, do say that that battle set the um, basically that was the beginning of the end for Germany for all sorts of reasons I forget now but there, there's a cause and effect thing that rattles through the entire First World War that uh, it basically meant that the German Navy although they nominally won that battle by sinking more British ships than they had sunk the, it meant the German Navy never ventured out of port really um, for the rest of the war and, and they and they ended up rebelling I think the fleet did really because uh, they yeah that's that's the nature of war though isn't it it's little tiny little things and, and events and can change the course of everything and completely yes. you know say same with the second world war there are so many things like that that happen uh things like you know in, well, it was not a tiny thing but invading russia massively changed the <laughs> no, way that the whole certainly of the, not a tiny certainly thing. not a tiny <laughs> thing but that changed the you know the way the war just like this thing about um uh German invasion of, of France with the Maginot Line and, and the tiny gap in the Maginot Line, the uh, the Ardennes Forest, you know, that if that was all covered up, it would have been a whole different start mm, well that, to the conflict. As you say, that is the nature of the war. And, and of course, the, the, the campaign in Russia was by far, I think, the biggest theatre of war in the Second World War. Definitely, um, you know, yeah. we, we tend not to think about it because we're not Russian and we're not over there. But, you know, they, the Russians know the Second World War is the great anti-fascist war, I think they call it. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that was by far the biggest part of the war with the most suffering and the most uh, the largest loss of life. Anyway, talking about slightly the wrong war, but it's all, um, it's all, well, it's it's all in the spirit of Remembrance Sunday, really, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Well, as I say, well, we'll we'll add that one in. Oh, you better tell me. Uh, Second Doctor uh, Companion Chronicles Volume One, uh, the box set. Oh, 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 oh thank goodness! Uh, oh, it's you. I, I thought for a moment it was. Uh, well, uh, must just sit down, down for a moment. Uh, I, I'm glad I, I met you. As a matter of fact, um, there's something I I want to tell you. Uh, when we start out on our next adventures, uh, uh, Jamie, Polly, Ben, um, Victoria, Zoe and I, uh, we, uh, <clears throat> we visit new places. Uh, we also meet some new enemies. Uh, there's the evil Provost Curtis, uh, ruling a place called the Edge. Uh, there's the monstrous Integral. And there are horrible figures waiting for a, a special train in 1920. It's all just a little bit more frightening than last time. So <clears throat> I, I want to warn you that if your your mummy or, or daddy are scared, you, you just get them to hold your hand. Oh, here we go again. I better go. See you soon. I hope. Doctor Who, The Companion Chronicles. The Second Doctor, Volume 1, coming June 2016. Well, there you are. Uh, all those releases we've mentioned are available as of now with a 25% discount on the bigfinish.com site uh, via the Randomoid Selectatron offer. All you have to do is go to www.bigfinish.com slash offers slash V for Vendetta uh, slash Randomoid and type buck up 
all capitals, no space. And type that in as the code and you'll get access to those offers. They'll be available for a week. Every week we'll have a new offer. And that's it for our non-RAN RAN this week. So cheers, <laughs> RAN, for that one. And, and also some, you know, some great stories in there. So get your, get your, your ears around those ones. Uh, time now. It is uh, the final segment of our big finish day road trip report. So here we are, big finish day has come and gone, but we are still here. Well, we're not in the, the hotel. No, we're heading back uh, down the motorway towards uh, Maidenhead to uh, uh, deposit the unsold stock, even though we sold lots and lots. Thank you very much for buying. Yeah, there's a big buzz in the big finish room, but uh, it, the, whatever the room is called. Oh, thank God for that. I was so worried that was going to keep buzzing around. But yeah, I mean, Nick, I gave a nice summary last night uh, in the hotel rooms talking about my experience of the day. Yes. Have you got anything to, to sum up your feelings of yesterday? Well, it's difficult to sum it all up, but I certainly... We'll, we'll have a summit. Uh, I'm going to have a big finish day summit. Um, really, it sounds so corny, but struck by all the positivity and uh, I just want to thank everyone who came up to me and said really nice things um, it's really generous of you to do that and, um, uh, just imagine what it's like someone saying stuff like that to you it's just amazing you know we, we we create our entertainment and hope that you love it and then you actually come up to us in a very uh, personal and heartfelt way tell us how much you love it and how important you feel uh, all the big finished stuff is in your lives and, uh, and, and, you know, gratitude to me for what I've done. It just, it's lovely, you know, and I'm not um, falsely modest enough to sort of say, no, 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 please, please. No, I, I, I accept all the lovely things you say to me and it makes my breasts swell with pride. Thank you very much. It's, yeah, that's my overwhelming feeling about it. Also, by the by, that it went really well. It was really smoothly done by the Hoovers the people at Quad, you know, there were no systemic failures. No, <laughs> was all talking like, like, like weird Doctor Who script. There were no systemic failures. <laughs> there were no systemic failures. Do you know, when I was about to do that voice on a panel, someone, before I did it, just went, oh, no. <laughs> I said, do you not want me to do it? <laughs> so don't do that voice. Don't do, don't do that voice. Don't do don't it. it. <laughs> yeah, yes, you've got to get the quaver. <laughs> I said at the time, I said, I, you know, Benji's better at it than me. Oh, no. no but I'm know. learning. Don't learn to. <laughs> anyway, here I am I on, a, on a motorway like... heading for Maidenhead. Talking like David Graham. No, we we did. What did we? Was it Hawkins Delivery we had yesterday as well, didn't we? Yes, the day before. A van yeah. called Hawkins Delivery. Peter Hawkins Delivery. And the funny thing is that Nick didn't didn't he didn't sort of like say, oh, Peter Hawkins Delivery. He just said it in the voice. <laughs> Hawkins Delivery. Hawkins <laughs> Delivery. <laughs> and I just knew. I just I just I thought he's you've gone crazy. Take off his coat <laughs> and hypnotise him. <laughs> No, what are you doing to me? No. Well, anyway, it was a jolly good uh, day. It was fantastic. And we're, we're remarkably perky today. Oh, on you know, the Sunday. It's, I think it's hard. It's hard not to be perky when you when you have or had picky. such a nice time because it is. 
how can you go away from, from such a lovely day surrounded by lovely people I mean I would say it's like a big family because it is it's it's you're, it you're, in, a, like you're in a room with people that you've never met before but there's always something to say and it's always lovely things that you could be sitting and it's that you're standing in a queue I, I was talking to people who were queuing up I think for uh, for India Fisher um, and we were just, you know, I said, oh, how are you? And they said, oh, we're really good. I said, have you had an eyes? You know, and there was instant conversation, loads of things to talk about. It was never uh, a bad word said, and there was never a, oh, I'm fed up of queuing, or I'm tired, no, or that's true. gone there was on. There huge positivity by all of you who were there, so thank you so much. It's a great venue. It was fantastic. Well, Derby is a great venue. I thought that when I went to a Hoover's convention, I don't know, a few years ago, three years ago, I want to say, I'm not sure. And I remember, and so when Steve Hatcher, I know I'm repeating myself, but you know, this is a recap. <laughs> uh, when Steve Hatcher talked to us about doing Big Finish Day, I, I thought, yeah, at that quad building, you know, the two cinema venues and the big room for the, uh, the, the selling of merchandise and the nice green room, it's great, and the digital studio where they could do sound the signings for the, the headline guests. But also, I think as well, um, it's big enough in the sense that you can get some space if you want to. Like if you're, you know, if, if you want to just duck out of, of the, the buzz and the, the people moving back and forth, there is room that you can go and have like a quiet cup of tea or a coffee. Yeah, yeah. And I saw, you know, a lot of people were quite thankful for that. So they said it's nice because I can come and have some, have some catch up, with, you know, myself a little bit before then diving back in and going to a panel or whatever. So it's a perfect venue, really, and it's a, you know, it's been a, nothing but a pleasure. Yeah, and we've got to thank Horror Blakey, obviously. Horror Blakey <laughs> exceeded all expectations. It was a great Horror Blakey, and, I, and my prize to him was buying him a pint. We had a good old <laughs> chat with, with him and his partner. And a good old nitinetta, as they it say. It was very good, very amusing. Yeah, so uh, we are three minutes away from that time when we have to telephone Cheryl Bly to tell her we're approaching. She said, phone me when you're 20 minutes away from the warehouse because it takes her 20 minutes to get there from her home. And Never. she's going to open it up for us and we will um, go and uh, deposit the stock there and maybe uh, have a word with Cheryl, although I bet she won't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> she's all conventioned out. Right, well, on that note, I'll turn the recorder off and phone Cheryl. So... Tally so we're one minute 40 seconds away from we're uh, we're just for yeah 35 40. seconds away from the big finish warehouse warehouse where's the house where is the house where I'm is the warehouse oh i think it's locked Turn left. oh dear you have reached your destination we can't, can't you go through that way well, maybe, maybe cheryl's gone through that exit. the warehouse is quite fun because they've got some really old no she hasn't no. arrived yet no. Turn left. Then you have reached your destination. Kathy, we get it. I spy. I'll just. Uh, I spy an office. So if I park in the, in between the two, then we'll be good. Then we're, we're winning. She'll see us. Hard not to with this thing. Plastered full of Europe, Europe car van branding. Turning that off for now. Yeah. Well, this is uh, amazing. I turned the engine off, I think. All the technical terms here. Yeah. I just wanted to say I'm sorry that uh, the podcast before this went out probably a day late because I haven't, I haven't been able to edit it yet. So it's yeah, sort of 
<laughs> sort of. Uh... <laughs> We've gone a bit stir crazy from the travelling, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, we'll turn it on again when Cheryl arrives. Okay. Here we are. We're going in. There's Cheryl's Cheryl. In. Yeah. She's she's just driven past us. Hasn't even acknowledged us. She's now doing the gates and sending a text by the way. Yeah. Is she texting us to say? She's just going to phone you in a minute. It's the sound of the situation. She's phoning you. I heard your phone phone. <clears throat> no. It says, hello, sweetie. It was great to catch up with you yesterday. Who was that? A friend of mine, Alex Matthews. Huh? I mean, what's happening? <laughs> Cheryl's just standing by the gate going through her emails. Perhaps she doesn't know the code and she's got a... Well, it's just a lock, is it? Oh, she's just trying to find the code. Yeah. See, I just repeated what you said. <laughs> so perhaps she's trying to find a code. I go, no, no, but perhaps she's trying to find the code. It's thinking out loud, aren't we? Just saying, yeah. Nick's just doing a real slow, slow bit of pressure with there with the she's van. Driving just going, going as close as it. Yeah, she is. She's trying to find the info to uh, enter into Ooh. the... There we go. No, that's a, yeah, she's, she's done, she's done, it. done it. There we go. There's a bit of swearing going on there, wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> this is so nice of her to do this. You she's know, we're there. interrupting her Sunday. I actually contacted her and said, you know, is there anyone who could do it? She said, I'll do it, no problem. Oh, bless her. It's funny how she hasn't said hello to us yet. <laughs> she's so, she looks like she's in such a foul mood. She does. She, she looks like she. this is not what she wants to be doing. Well, she was quite chirpy to you on the phone, wasn't she? Yeah. Equally, I was very chirpy, so it's hard not to be chirpy to somebody that's chirpy. Yeah. Morning. 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 Fourteen. Um, what should I do? I don't know. Uh, oh, God, look, it's all locked up with bars. Oh, oh then she's smart. We're okay. Yeah. Right, we're not in the doghouse. We're safe, let's. We're safe. She's not gonna hurt us. She likes. She likes us. Chris Feather likes me. <laughs> so all the effort sounds of me um, <laughs> driving. Turn up. Old bloke driving. <laughs> Just do a nice pull. There we go. Actually, why don't I do it so that my the bottom end of the van is pointing towards where we're. Good idea. Or you could just swing in there. Well, that, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Magic. And then I'm just going to point my bum over there. <laughs> what I mean by bum is the uh, <laughs> <laughs> the back of the van. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah. Sticking his bottom. Hello. Morning. Morning. Right. Looking for bloody gate code. Yeah, well, we, we sort of surmised that's what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, do I like spiders? Yeah. Right. What, the boys have told me there's a massive one right where the shutter cord is. So can you open the shutter for me, please? Okay, yeah, sure. I'll just, I'll, I'll give it a, wa I'll give it a good wallop. I hate spiders, but. He's a big boy, apparently. Is he a big boy? He's a big one. Let's have a look. 
Raccoon is like, yeah. Alright. Over there. Yeah, and he's living down in the corner, apparently. Is he? Yeah. Oh, if you just oh, pull that cord out. I just want to see him first. Know your enemy and all that. Oh, oh he's, he's out. He's, he's gone shopping. Oh, dear. Could be up in there. Oh, okay, just pull it down, yeah? Yeah, if you pull that out of the thing, and then... That, uh, yep. That's it. Out, so I've got to put it out of... That's chained in there. Yep, I am. Yeah, it's, uh, they padlocked it in. I could probably. Can I just pull it down anyway? Or oh. top, top, top security work there. Nice one. No, it's all right. He's here. He's in the awkward. Oh, he's the spiders don't work on Sundays, so he's not here. <laughs> No, I'll just drop this enormous box on it. <laughs> That'll just be the end of the recording. Terrible recording. <laughs> did you have a nice time? I did, it was there? brilliant, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, thank, thank you for being there. there. Thank, thank you for, for being everyone there. who bought stuff. Hey, yeah, that's good. That is very nice. It's very, very busy. And I met Stephen Steppens. So lovely to meet you and Owen. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> These big Finnish guys, yeah. Customers who awesome. you speak to a lot on the phone. Yeah, I speak well. to him on the phone and he listens to po podcast every week. Wow. Hi. Hello. Hi, Stephen. Good. Uh, are you exhausted now? Yeah. I'm yeah. going to go home and watch a movie now. Or maybe sleep. <laughs> I might go home and edit a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, All Thank right, you very then. You much. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Boeing 747. As opposed to a Are you being served? Are you being served? Right. Left. Uh, recent destination. Oh no, hold on. Back. Address. Strike a light. There's no time to be talking about clothes, Nick. It's not like a modern touch screen, you see. It's one of the older. Yeah. You have to really be very definite about what you're pushing. Busy planning room, that'll do me. We're in gear and we're off. Oh, 12, 136,000 roads analysed, it says. Seems excessive, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, you, don't, you don't have to go that far. I'm not going to clip that. It's going to take an hour and 14 minutes, apparently. Right, brilliant. Surely it's not going to take that long, but I suppose it would. Bye, Cheryl. Bye. Hope she doesn't have trouble locking it. That'll be the next thing. Right? Turn right. All right. Back it back into. So off we go, heading back into London to my flat. Londinium. Londimonium. That's uh. That's the last bit of CD packing I'll be doing for at least a year. The van feels lighter, doesn't it? It does. Whoa! That was Nick there going up from 15 miles per hour to 16 miles per hour. I mean, 30 actually. <laughs> this is a, a diesel vehicle. It doesn't have much acceleration. But what it, but what it uh, doesn't have an acceleration, it makes up with with power. It's, it's a heavy lifter. It can shift her. <laughs> Turn right. Right. 
sound there of the Citroen Berlingo racking it up there. We're going into a 40 zone and you know what that means. 40. 40 and never over. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners. Listeners, yes. Please, please, I can't emphasise that enough. Stick to the speed limits. Be safe. Splink. Be sound, be safe. Before the end. so far we've got about an hour or so until we get into get back into London um, and apart from that you know it's been a pretty riotous experience hasn't it yep anything to add Nick no just I'm um, thinking of all the editing I have to do when I get back a gargantuan <laughs> if I don't get distracted in Kathy shush uh, if I don't get uh, distracted into doing more uh, third doctor music which is what I do every time I try to do something else I think I'm just do a bit more Dudley Simpson style Just fire up the Moog. Cross <laughs> the Rhindamite. Oh, there's a little dog there. Lovely. Looks really similar to my dog. Oh. Well, cheerio, folks. Thanks for listening. Tally ho and bye bye. And there you have it. Off we went. Make of that. <laughs> What you will. <laughs> a good old giggle, though. A good giggle was had by all. Yes, yes. Uh, but now, just before we dramatise you with Star Cop's Mother Earth Part 2, time to wrap and unwrap Big Finish Competitions. Uh, the prize was the Seventh Doctor New Adventures, which are out this week, or is out this week, in a box set starring Sylvester McCoy as the Doctor, with Yasmin Bannerman as Roz, and Travis Oliver as Chris. In a box set of four exciting adventures in space and time. The question was, who did Yasmin Bannerman play in Doctor Who uh, in 2005? This is a good question, this is. Um, the subject line was fantastic. The closing date was Friday the 9th of November 2018. That's in the past. So, Nick. Right. Here we go. Here's the winner. Dear Nick and Benji, says the winner. The answer to the competition is that Yasmin Bannerman played Jabe in The End of the World back in 2005. Thanks, Stuart Eldridge. Stuart's from Ashford in Kent. And Stuart, Nick has added a download to your account. Cheryl in the warehouse will make sure that a CD box set is sent to you. There we go. And so, yes, to the brand new competition. The prize, Star Cops Mother Earth Part 2, released this week. The question, which BBC comedy series does Star Cops star Trevor Cooper regularly feature in? The subject line is Colin Davis, which isn't the answer. And the closing date is Friday the 23rd of November. Hmm, a significant date, I would say. It was the opening of Asda, wasn't it? 
your lo- the local Asda. They opened it in no. 1963. Yeah, no, no. Oh, I must have got the wrong. Sorry, I got the wrong date there. Um, yeah, that is it for uh, competitions this week. Uh, so good luck, and uh, it could be you. <laughs> Just time to remind you that next week we'll be giving you a bumper pack of listeners' emails. Yeah, there'll also be an archive 15-minute tease, along with, of course, the latest Big Finish news and our regular drama tease. Now, let's do the trailer for this podcast. You ready? Ready when you are, Shaky. <laughs> Shake. Am I shaking, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> young ones. Got it from the young ones. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, a podcast released on the 11th of the 11th month in 2018. And we cover Big Finish Day, The Seventh Doctor and Star Cops. That's right, and as usual, we have a couple of the, the normal fixtures. We have news where we discuss Warlock's Cross, Entanglement uh, and, of course, The Seventh Doctor New Adventures. And then liberally sprinkled throughout the podcast the big finish day road trip to big finish day road trip big finish day sort of you know thing with benji and a recorder sort of in a van sort of at the quad at quad not the quad it's just quad actually just quad in derby in derby talking to people you're talking to people weren't you i went yet i went around uh, the event chatting to lots of different people finding out uh, what they enjoyed on the day and also what they're listening to so it's uh, a whole load of different opinions it's rather fun Uh and when you'd run out of people, you spoke to me. I did, uh, yes. We have a guest star interview with Yasmin Bannerman and Travis Oliver on their work in the Seventh Doctor New Adventures. And as well as that, Randomoid's Electron, slightly different this week, where we cover the Armistice uh, Day releases. That's No Man's Land, uh, Dark Eyes, The Great War, The Haunted of Malkin Place, uh, Dorian 5.2, Angel of War, and uh, the Second Doctor Companion Chronicles as well. And there's a competition wrapped up and a new one unwrapped. And we also have a drama tease. That's right, this week's drama tease is Star Cops Mother Earth Part 2. Dead and buried. How about that? I, I would like to venture the opinion that that was possibly the best trailer we've ever done. Apart from a little slip up on uh, on uh, Armistice Day, because um, I didn't, right. I didn't. Well, wanna, don't worry, I've edited yeah, that. Out. That's fine. fine. <laughs> well, I thought it was very good. I thought we, we we read it out like a real BBC News report. We'll uh, really, really, no, maybe not. No, oh. but it's very good. Very good. Very, very, very good. Now, time, of course, to dramatise you with the excellent Star Cops Mother Earth Part Two and the first fifteen minutes of an episode entitled dead and buried by the rather wonderful Guy Adams. seem right really does it i mean a coffin with a crowbar screwdriver takes too long can't be bothered who cares anyway 
Just seems disrespectful, doesn't it? Like taking a bra off with bolt cutters. I haven't taken anyone's bra off for years. Probably confuse me if I tried it now. Well, don't worry, old son. It's like riding a bike. You soon get the hang of it again. Ah, go on then. You've started now. Oh, that... That's not a body. Told you. It's... Oh, God, it's... A bomb. Sick and fury. That's bloody typical, that is. This is supposed to be... I mean, he said... He said... Davis, I've got an easy job for you. Easy? Time will tell on that one. I mean, it looks pretty cut and dry, I'll give you that, but you can never be sure. I haven't told you what it is yet. Well, the break-in, obviously. No. Do what? We get the first domestic burglary on the moon and you don't give it to me. Any particular reason why I should? Burglary was my thing. Well, I hope you were better at it than you were at police work. Anyway, you were homicide. Burglar's dead, isn't he? I'll be handling the attempted burglary with Kenzie. Typical. She's only been back here five minutes. She gets the fun <sighs> stuff. Homicide and attempted burglary may be many things, Davis, but they are not the fun stuff. Go on, then. What are you giving me? Heard of lunar interments? No. Private enterprise. Burial plots on the moon. Exclusive clientele. <laughs> Some idiots will waste money on anything. What's the point of being buried on the moon? Oh, some people think it's romantic. They want to try living here. Yes, well, that's the point, isn't it? None of their clients do. Is it legal? Fair use, apparently. Like everything up here, lunar soil is available for use by anybody. We just don't legally own it. I'd want to be sure I owned the plot I was buried in. <laughs> Worried medical science may take an interest in you after you've gone. Just a couple of ex-wives who'd love to help themselves to me fillings. So, what's the problem? Caretaker that name of Mac Thurwell. Apparently he's been looking into the histories of some of the people he's been asked to bury and come up with a mystery. Oh, yeah? He won't tell us more over the video link, says he doesn't trust them. Well, the man's a bit... eccentric. But we should take a look. Oh, you sure I can't have the burglary? One of the others can handle this. You'll handle it because I'm telling you you will. Besides, Paul needs to log more office time and Priya doesn't get back from Earth for a couple of more days. Development course, I ask you. Wouldn't have had to put me on a course to learn how to be a chief superintendent. Oh, really? Of course not. Promotion's easy. It's the same work, just less of it. I'll be off then, shall I? That would be best, Davis. the point of treadmills. All sweating but no fun. Try getting laid once in a while, better for you. A chance would be a fine thing. Oh, come on. You lot get everywhere these days. There must be another... Uh, another... Gay man. Yeah, one of them. Bound to be one here somewhere. I'll bait some traps with glitter and exercise videos, shall I? Bound to lure one in then. You know best. What are you doing all this for, anyway? Doctor's orders. Still not up to operational fitness. <laughs> if that included being good on a treadmill, you think I'd have ever worn a uniform? Anyway, there's nothing wrong with you. Nothing wrong with me. I was nearly blown up during an EVA. I came that close to being dead. Yeah, but your uncle Colin saved you, didn't he? Not that I get much thanks for it. Spring sending me out on a proper time waster. Be glad there is such a thing again. With Mother Earth dead, things are getting back to normal. Perfect. Says you. I have a very low boredom threshold. I'm thinking of jacking it in, to be honest. This is about prayer, isn't it? I can't believe he promoted her over me. 
She's even had to go on a course. All new chief superintendents go on a course, Davis. It's part of the training. Training? Bollocks! Since when did that get anyone anywhere? So, is it going well? Aside from the fact that virtually every training exercise centers on Earthside procedure, fine. A course that focused on space protocol would have been more useful. There's a protocol out here? Well, first I've heard. At least you're getting a good grounding. I'm learning lots of things I'll be able to ignore when in the field, yes. There you go. Police training at its best. Oh, I gotta go. Copper's work is never done. Screen off. I love it when a bloke quickly turns off a video call when I walk in the room. Anyone I should know? Chief Superintendent Basu, just checking in. <laughs> and then they pretend it was a work colleague. I've seen it all before. Yeah, glad to see your time away has matured you, Kenzie. <laughs> As if you'd want it any other way. Oh, we off then? You've read the file? Of course. <laughs> I'm new all over again and I'm trying to impress. Ben Alexander, rich bastard. Paperwork's getting slack in its use of language. Ah, oh, maybe paraphrasing. He's one of the first people to build a residential home out here. Which I have never understood. Thanks to Lunar Law, it means he never owns his own house. Ah, but it also means that all his assets are off Earth for tax purposes. When you're a billionaire, these things offset themselves. They know what they're doing, people like Alexander. Well, that remains to be seen. Yeah, true enough. Home invader Alexander disturbs him, panics, attacks... And tears the intruder's suit in the struggle. Intruder tries to run, gets outside and... Dead as disco. Yeah. Who found the body? You said you'd read the report. Well, I may have started skimming after the first page. <sighs> body was picked up by a waste patrol heading towards Bunker 12. The delay between the body being found and Alexander calling it in is a bit of a red flag. Claims he didn't know the intruder had died. Thought he'd just got out there. Still, you'd call in an intruder, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd think so. Unless you had something to hide. <laughs> he's rich. Of course he's got something to hide. And now he's had all the time in the world in which to hide it. ID on the body? Still waiting. Communications are being slow again. Oh, tell me about it. I spent 20 minutes trying to get a call out yesterday. Once it did, it lagged so badly, it looked like Dad was having a stroke. They say it'll be fixed soon. They always say that. Jesus, all that time away, and they still haven't got themselves sorted. So, murder or self-defence? Murder, hopefully. Otherwise, we're wasting our time. Or doing our job. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell me you won't be a bit disappointed if all this turns out to be above board. Alexander. Or just plain bastard if you prefer. Oh, you heard that. I did. No offence, Mend. I'm sure. Uh, forgive my colleague, she has the unfortunate habit of speaking her mind. Commander Nathan Spring of the ISPF. Inspector Pal Kenzie. I know. You were scanned before I let you in. I don't let just anybody through the front door, you know. Well, that's kind of the point though, isn't it? You did. <laughs> Hardly. The security system is supposed to be top of the range. Don't worry. 
I've already filed court action against the manufacturers. Oh, glad to hear you got your priorities straight. Insufficient security is a big deal to me. After all, he could have killed me. Didn't, though, did he? You killed him. <laughs> I don't see it like that. It was an accident. A fatal one. Computer, music off. Certainly, sir. Is that your voice? That seems a bit egotistical. Kenzie, I imagine it's a default setting like box. Default, yeah, right. Used to be my ex-wife's voice. Turns out there are legal issues. Would you like to run us through the chain of events, Mr. Alexander? Hate you, stupid, obstructive, mean-spirited machine! I just want a drink, that's all. A drink. That's what you're for. It's all you're for. I give you a credit, you give me a drink. This is not rocket science! Is it because you heard about me using the vending machine in Storage Bay 2? There. Happy? Now someone's here and I don't have time for a drink anyway. Satisfied! Yeah, yeah, everyone's dead anyway. What's the rush? No rush, so hush. All dead in bed, just me stuck here, going soft in the head. In your own time, mate. Not like I've got anything better to do. You, Max Thurwell. Do I look dead? Um, no. Then I must be. He's the only one with functioning lungs that has to put up with this place. So, what can I do you for? Can't book anyone in, that all goes through head office. I'm just the caretaker, grave digger, night watchman, guard at the gates of hell. You've been drinking? Chance will be a fine thing. So, what do you want? Star Cops, you called us. About time. I contacted you lot hours ago. How do I know you're really who you say you are? You got ID? These boots are official issue if you want me to kick your ass with one of them. Look, pal, I haven't got time for this. We've got proper police work to handle, know what I mean? Roots, are, don't you? There. Happy. Happier than you in that photo. You look like your wife has just run off your best friend. <laughs> that was a couple of months later and you couldn't stop me grinning. I was well shot of both of them. Come in, then. I'll show you around. I'm not here for a tour. You said there was something weird about some of the people you buried. What is it? Well, they don't exist. That weird enough for you? Hell of a view. Is it? Just a load of grey rocks. Well, what do you expect living on the moon? With you in a minute. Got to take this. Notice something. No way could he not see the intruder's dead body from here. No way at all. No. So either he managed to avoid this room for a couple of hours... Or he sat here looking at the corpse, waiting for some other poor bastard to find it. Neither of which really helps with culpability. Yeah, his story could be true. It could be. I mean, if I caught someone going through my stuff, I'd give them a kicking. Yes, you would. Someone like Alexander, I wonder... People like that are more used to calling for someone else to do their dirty work. I would have thought he'd lock himself in one of the rooms and call us. I don't know. I could believe he was the have-a-go type. Keep him busy for me. Oh, great. Thanks a lot. Sorry about that, my lawyer. 
Getting representation, it's probably wise. It was business, actually. Can't say I'm going to need anybody for this. Pretty cut and dry, no? Where's your boss? Uh, taking a call. Typical. So I have to deal with the lowly inspector. Lowly? <laughs> Look, mate, my last post before this one was working security detail for presidents. Security? You any good? I pay top rate for decent people. A damn sight more than you're probably getting now. How would you feel pulling three figures an hour? Oh, tell me more. bathroom is bigger than my quarters. Box. Yes, Blakem. Any further information on the dead intruder found outside Ben Alexander's home? Yes, Blakem. Post-mortem has been filed. Would you like me to dictate it? The cause of death? Multiple organ failure from exposure to a near vacuum. Yeah, I'm wondering around there whether that a functioning suit in other words. Well, then no, I'll read it later. But we have a name yet. The dead man was Carter Fox, a journalist. Really? Now that is interesting. Ignore the door. It hates me. Aren't you supposed to be the caretaker? Yeah, but I don't handle upkeep. That's not in my contract. I just dig the holes, dump the bodies, then keep an eye on them. Why? Not as if they're going anywhere, is it? You'd hope not. God, I hope not. I worry about that some nights. Yes, I worry about that a lot. Right. Thing is, most of the people who are buried here are filthy rich. I mean, really filthy, filthy, filthy. So, their families, their estates, they demand constant supervision. These are the kind of people whose bodies might have resale value, you know? Not really. Why would anyone buy a corpse? Recognise him? Yeah. He's the guy that used to play all uh, the gangsters in the movies. I liked him. Well, he's buried in plot 14. And there are some very sick puppies in the world who pay good money for a piece of him. Literally. Jesus, it's a twisted world. Isn't it just? You've been listening to the Big Finish podcast. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe.